Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. We're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. This episode of The Lonesome Road features a road trip across the Midwest with Maru slash regular guy gaming of the Grapple Talk Network. Interviews from Coda Jacobs, Kid Riot, and Congo Kong. You've seen them on TV over at Impact Wrestling. But for now, sit backs, relax, and enjoy the show. The fuck did I say? Sit backs? That's not a word. Fuck it. Roll the intro. This is your room. When you come, you'll walk it alone. Look down, look down, that lonesome road before you travel on. Hello and welcome back to the Lonesome Road. My name is AC Riley. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is a Midwest Independent Wrestling Podcast highlighting Midwest Independent Wrestling across the area, documenting my journeys. It's a uh, it's a diary. It's a vlog. It's an audio vlog, I suppose you could say. And I really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, you know, just kind of hang out and listen to this stuff. I thought I would try to say something fancy. Didn't want to get tripped over it. This is probably take number 12 out of way too many, and I really, really don't want to get it to uh, track number 13, to take number 13, almost tripped up there, and uh, yeah, didn't want to trip up, talking about tripping up, because that is bonkers. Again, AC Rally, part of the Grapple Talk Network. You see, I almost kind of fucked up there a little bit. Grapple Talk Network, it's a, uh, it's a network, obviously. It has the show Grapple Talk part of it. It's the flagship. You should be listening to it. You should listen to Deach and Dash. You should be listening to Regular Guy Gaming. You should be listening to the Ross Family Matters podcast. It's that simple. It's that easy to listen to. You can check it out on iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check them out. If you're checking out The Lonesome Road, you have set the bar incredibly low, my friend, and you're going to really enjoy everything else that the Grapple Talk Network is putting up these days. So big, big weekend in store. I was over at River City Championship Wrestling on Friday. On Saturday, went to a show in Pontiac, Illinois. Not really a promotion tied with it. It was just kind of a bunch of wrestlers uh, getting together um, for a show that we uh, basically dubbed Fighting Back. It was a cancer benefit show uh, to raise money uh, for medical bills for a promoter's niece who was undergoing uh, cervical cancer. And obviously, with cancer, with uh, really any medical expense, going to be an expensive one so the least we could do is put on a great wrestling show for the fans and uh you know raise some money for that so um that's that was purpose for that no promotions needed but certainly plenty of uh craziness going on with that one and then icw speaking of crazy over in milwaukee wisconsin milwaukee's only rated r pro wrestling got to make a return up there 
and uh, a lot of fun, and also a debut with Maru, and that's always an exciting time. Um, speaking of Maru, he was my road trip partner on Saturday and Sunday, fighting back in ICW, so he'll be uh, featured pretty prominently in this show because we'll record on the way to shows, on the way back from shows, um, also a uh, bit of Fallout 76 and uh, Bethesda uh, with their showcase at E3, so he'll be on the show quite a bit. Um, part of the regular guy gaming show with Ragbag, part of the Grapple Talk Network, so a little bit of a collaboration. Also, you'll see the broadcast involved in this as well because uh, there's a little bit of cross-promotion on there. Why not show the love with multiple podcasts? It's like one of those Scooby-Doo episodes where... Uh, you know, somebody else from Hanna-Barbera shows up. It's like that, except not nearly as iconic. Is that a way to say it? I think that's fair. Scooby-Doo is super iconic, and I'm just me. But thank you very much for tuning in to this episode. Plenty of stuff going on. Interview with Congo Kong of Impact Wrestling. Always good to talk with that dude. He is a monster, but he's a sweetheart. But don't let him catch you saying that. Because he will murder you. But then he'll make gear for you and it'll, it'll work out. But you got to pay him for the gear. But he'll also murder you. What was I saying? When we come back, interviews from Coda Jacobs, Kid Riot, Congo Kong. Maru will be on the show. You'll be here. Hopefully, hopefully you haven't tuned out already. But let's go to the break so I don't say anything more. We'll come back with me. We'll come back with other people. You're listening the lonesome road so jesse apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast but i'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say oh come on nick we just got to talk about grapple talk where we talk about wrestling it doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff that's true i mean regardless if it's wwe or our local talent we cover it all oh we also got to plug the social media that's right facebook.com slash the grapple talk and you can follow us on twitter at the grapple talk man that was a really good promo that was high five Hi, yeah the wrestling road trip weekend three-way triple shot. I don't know what I'm saying. It begins now. Really excited. Uh, So, heading off to RCCW. Super long drive. I just got off work. Got to go all of, what, three blocks? Just got a sandwich. Um, There's catering later today. I'm really excited for that, but I haven't eaten like all day because I totally skip lunch and also breakfast. So I gotta eat something Otherwise I'm gonna die And I won't make it for catering Um, gonna be weird today It's gonna be weird Having a, uh, having a show And not having anything to do Except some backstage stuff Um, definitely gonna have The opportunity to get some interviews So that's cool But yeah, this is, uh This is kinda why I cut that, uh, hiatus last year short because I got sick and tired of doing nothing except watching around and brooding so at least I'll get some promos done I guess I don't know but then uh at least I'll make up for it for Saturday and Sunday but yeah gonna do some interviews for sure I'm gonna be doing some drinking for sure gonna be doing some catery eating for sure so yeah hey look I'm already here really long drive right thanks for uh keeping me busy now, I did actually mean to do this interview with Coda Jacobs at River City Championship Wrestling, but kind of fucked up. Uh, even though I didn't have a ton of stuff to do, I just kind of got sucked into watching some wrestling. I 
haven't really gotten a ton of chances. You know, we talked about it with ACW. Uh, didn't really have a lot of opportunities to, you know, sit and enjoy a wrestling show without some sort of work involved, um, some sort of match, some sort of run-in, some sort of, uh, you know, backstage role. And, yeah, I was shooting promos, but usually that was between intermission or before the show. But really during the show, I just sat down and watched the show from the basement and uh, really enjoyed myself there. So, didn't do this at the show with Coda, but was still planning to do an interview because he was staying at my house. Riley's home for wayward wrestlers, as uh, I think I alluded to in this interview. But uh, here's Coda Jacobs. You don't have to yell, but you just talk like this. Yeah, I can't open my mouth much farther than this. Yeah, I, I picked a great interview guest for that one. Yeah. All right, so uh, last night. what's that? It was better last it was night. Better last night. So we should have done this last night. Anyways, um, so we'll just start it off. Three, two, one. So it's the day after RCCW. Um, we were going to do this last night, and then just things kind of got away from everybody. And then Isaac ended up getting plenty to drink at the bar, and then we ended up having to hang out a little bit later. But that's, that's all right. Um, but Coda Jacobs, you stayed over um, at Riley's home for Wayward Wrestlers. That's apparently my new apartment name, so we'll we'll go with that. So how'd you sleep? Yeah, managed. I've done worse. You've done worse. Did you? Uh, been in the car on a few occasions. Have so. any? Uh, have any weird dreams like that? You were uh, a lumberjack, or that you were uh, in a, mo- a motorcycle rally. I dreamt about work. Dreamt about work. <laughs> do you? Do I, you work at a Harley Davidson shop? I started. Bruce being, snores. In case you don't get yeah, that. Oh yeah, that was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. Like, I, I at one point, I was talking with you guys. Like, all right, this was the plan for t- tomorrow. This is what we got to get up. If you guys got a shower, all that stuff, all right, great. All right, I'm going to bed. I I get in my bed, and I'm in, I'm in my room for, like, no more than two minutes. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I was like, okay, Maru's out. And I, I, I honestly, like, halfway through, I was like, I would not be surprised if I wake up and you're gone. You're just like, nope, I'm just going to sleep in the car. It's cool. <laughs> I it was a it was an ugly recipe of that when the AC like switches over cycles oh. periodically it makes like <laughs> yeah there was honestly there's been a couple times it does that and because the wiring in my house is like so um, it's so touchy because it's not necessarily up to code um, <laughs> well I mean it's it's fine for what it is, but I mean, none of the none of the uh, outlets are grounded or anything like that. So if you put in too much power into each outlet, the fuse will blow. So it so just it's been a cycle of trying to use proper combinations. So when it cycles now, I'm like, oh crap, did I just blow a fuse? <laughs> so um, so you got to get to Russell's tag match last night. Uh, how do you feel about your match? Good. Feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I think we got all the pieces that we wanted. All the pieces. Uh, yeah, just set to some of the things you know that go with still being pretty green. Sure. Things I noticed, like because you're what it, a year. That was my a, yeah. That was my twenty uh, second overall match. I've been working since November. Okay, so still pretty new, but gotten. That's the nice thing though is that you have twenty two matches in a span of. I've, oh God, I have to do math. Uh, six months, half a year. That's pretty good. Yeah. You know, most people, like, have, like, ten matches within, like, 
two years of their career. I set a goal initially to start, and I, <laughs> I did not think I'd dive so hard into it, really. I yeah. told my girlfriend, the promise to my girlfriend was, first off, the promise to my girlfriend was four months of training, July through roughly November. We ended up getting our curriculum extended through December. Okay. So I had to tell her about that. <laughs> it's like, well, I told you I'd be training for four months. Now we're up to six. So every time you uh, you made your promises or I did uh, make a, uh, amendments, did you like just coat her with like <laughs> Sorry. Just flowers and chocolates? <laughs> and it's like, what's wrong? So, uh, you know, I had said four months. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I started with the pitch of four months, and then I'd be doing shows like every other weekend. Sure. So I extended the curriculum of the training, and then learning, I guess, just learning how the inner workings go. Like, you can't just walk up to shows and expect to be on them necessarily. So, like, oh. you got to kind of fill your calendar early on just by, like, going to shows, even if you're not even... And that really pisses her off when I say... I'm going to a show. I don't have a match. Right. You, you don't have a match? Yep. There's I'm like, a... I'm like, if I go and if I do good for them, there's a possibility of a match. If I don't go, there's a 100% chance I don't have a match. So yep. I just got to like play the game. So Yeah, that's that's probably the worst thing that you can say is, oh, I'm going to go to this wrestling show. Oh, who are you wrestling? Um, I'm not. I'm just hanging guaranteed. out. <laughs> so hold on. You're... Because, like, most people don't understand that. Like, you know, if you're not in the wrestling business, you don't understand the the point of making an appearance and showing up and showing that you mean business to get that future booking. Because most people are like, well, it's either you have the job or you don't. Which mm-hmm. is it? So, um, so the gimmick that you have, it's not necessarily brand new, the politician type character. But it's, it is rare, though. It's, like uh, very very rare do you see a political gimmick because most people don't want to toe the line of their one side or the other. So right. why I've did to, I've tried to kind of do a moderate bit of research just in our area here, and I really don't see anything like it in the Midwest, at least out of shows that uh, yeah advertise. I, I would say <laughs> that the most times I see a political gimmick, it's either in like Florida or. California, like for basically like one of the the big time feds that are either on the one side of the coast or the other. Um, so for for me to try to tackle it and make it good just in our area here within the Midwest, I like make, the make political wrestling gimmicks great I, again. I at least I at least know that I have something slightly unique. Sure, I have a different. I have I can offer a different element if X promotion is just looking for a certain flavor. Sure, I at least have something like what's your gimmick. I got something that's different than Johnny Wrestler. Yeah. So why did you why did you decide to do that gimmick? Obviously, it was something different in the area, but like what? I mean, you could have done a wide variety of stuff that isn't done in the Midwest. So why did you fall on uh, a political gimmick? Are you like a poli sci major or something like that, or no. you just always been into politics? Primarily or? the fact that I just knew that it at least had had a unique flavor to it. Sure. So I knew it at least offers something. I and I constructed just a concept that could really be applicable to wrestling when I was first trying to think through mm-hmm. like uh coach Ken Ken Anderson he told me like you know you want to have something that's good and unique but still has to somewhat be in the realm of wrestling why is so and so within the realm of wrestling sure. why are, they're not just you know a clown or something that also <laughs> happens to wrestle yeah. to let out some aggression or something. Well, that's so. what uh, that's what Kevin Sullivan was saying at his seminar. Like when he'd ask you, like, "Who are you? What's your character?" And then 
you know, he was he would say the same thing that, you know, if you gave him an idea, it's like, well, what if you did this instead of the way you're saying it? Or what if you add this? Like, for example, when I did the uh, pitch him the fall gimmick, he was like, oh, you know, that's, that's pretty relevant, like with everything going on in Korea. And I was like, oh, OK, I'm not going that far. But <laughs> OK, no, I, I, I'm not going to correct you on that. And he's like, well, yeah, like I could see you like cutting promos like in like a basement or some kind of bunker area. And then like I looked at... Uh, uh, Matt Winchester, Beer City Bruiser, because he was kind of uh, he was just attending the camp because it was through the Thumpers Den, and I like I kind of like shot a peripheral shot at him, and I was like, "Are we doing that? We're doing that right now?" Because uh, he loves the fall. Uh, Bruiser loves the fall gimmick because he loves the fall the fall games, so he understands. So like if I if I show him like the Ranger helmet, he's like. Some people are like, is that Ant-Man? And he's like, no, no, it's a Ranger helmet. I, I know exactly what it's doing. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, that's that's like, you know, he's not 100% right just because you got to do something that makes sense to tie in so then when you're not doing your promos and then you get in the wrestling ring, you're just two different people. It's like, okay, where did where did we go wrong here? But um, So, yeah, I guess, like, going off of that concept, I one of my favorite heels or one that always got me going would have been JBL. That was kind of the prime when I was really watching pretty religiously. Uh, Ruthless Aggression is my favorite era because that's when I was really locked in. So I'm very familiar with everything going on in that time. I can say this much. Every time JBL was on SmackDown, and I I mean, this is back in the day when, like, pay-per-views were on, like, like on pay-per-view, and there were, like, 40 bucks to pay, and I was a kid... Um, but I remember just every time I was like, man, I hope JBL gets his butt kicked at Survivor Series. And then he w- wins. I'm like, son of a bitch. Not actually son of a bitch, but you get the idea. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah, so like, I, I uh, then try to channel it towards like a JBL-esque character. Now, sure. JBL has the element of being a financial guru. Like, he's shoot so, rich. Like, yeah. So he can, he can channel so he can it can wave too. that around. But for me, it's not so much. So yeah. I guess I got to think... You know, you got to act rich, but live poor, or live middle class. So, really, to describe it, I guess uh, it'd be like a uh, a politician or an activist going for revolutionary change or era change, in which I'm part of a new crop of new wrestlers in the Midwest, and I'm campaigning for my slogan is a brighter future in wrestling. So. Uh, in a sense, phasing out older regimes or the old era in independent wrestling in the area and now sure. making way for the new crop well, like myself and my peers out of the academy. Cause, so in a way, it's kind of almost like a very realistic concept. Yeah, and what's, it, it's nice because of that gimmick is that it's very applicable just not only in the Midwest but everywhere else. And the best part about it is that it can... And I, I know that Selvin said that you should do one or the other. You should be face or heel. You shouldn't cater your character to both. But with your character, you really can do both because you know if you're a uh, you know if you're a, a baby face politician, you're you just love everybody. You're so excited to be there. When you're a heel politician, you're like, hey, how's it going, Coda Jacobs? Uh, ew, you're dirty. Um, it's like, oh man, I like I want to like this guy, but he's just such a dick. But then on top of that. You could also even go further into the rabbit hole by like, okay, if you're in this place and they're a Democratic-heavy uh, population and then you want to be a heel, you can just talk about 
It's like, oh, well, you know, this, this stuff, you know, set by these politicians, you guys are idiots because this is a terrible policy. And it's like, oh, he's actually getting real. And I really don't like him now. Yeah, that's a. Uh, you can get that Talking shooting. about it further with Cannon, that's uh, what we discussed about, uh, yeah, towing that line between actually taking a political edge or, as I'm trying to accomplish, just staying right in the middle, the, the healthy medium. Right. Where I'm not actually positioning myself on any legitimate stances or anything. I am just simply giving the allure of a politician. So in the first eight seconds, I come through the curtain. Everyone says, oh, he's got the big old sign. It looks like a yard sign. I know exactly what that is. He's got a suit coat on. You can automatically say, oh. And you're actually trying to get yard signs for fans to put in their yards. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to do that or like mini flags or something. Unfortunately, those run... Quite a bit of money to get. Oh, absolutely. Those, well, they so. got to be durable, so they got to be used out of like good yeah, material. So I but. don't think it'd be a very profitable endeavor to do that. But oh yeah, uh, I I think I've a, I've there's still a lot I can do. I know that, and there's this is just still the tip of the iceberg of what I could do with this character. But I think I've at least accomplished the elements of when you come through the curtain. Can the can the audience recognize or get a sense of what you're doing in the first seven seconds that they see you? That's, sure. I just attended the Mike Quackenbush seminar. Yeah, that's how was that? That was really cool. He had some very interesting stuff. Just in the talking portion, he started like two hours of just discussion and talking like what's in his book. And then we did a little bit of in-ring stuff after. And I really enjoyed the front end of the seminar. But one thing he did mention was like uh, when it comes to having an established character, uh, the... I guess the research shows that an attention span is approximately seven seconds. So you should figure by the time you come through that curtain in the first seven seconds, you should somehow give the audience some sort of idea as to what your deal is. Sure. And they can't say they they don't know my name. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I got it plastered on a big old sign. Unless so they can't read or hear because the, the of the ring announcer. But yeah. uh, I, um, in Berwyn, the guy called me Cody Jacobs. Cody Jacobs. Good thing I got a nice sign in the, there to immediately correct. Yeah. Um, so well, I guess just like it, it, it plays on elements of like a JBL attitude and JBL arrogance. Sure. So I watch a lot of JBL stuff. I've always loved his promo work. And also just the edge it takes is a like a revolutionary political activist trying to... Bring about a brighter new era in wrestling with all the whole crop of new talent that's coming in. And together we'll completely reshape Midwest wrestling. We'll phase out the old regime. We'll get rid of those old, sorry, beat-up guys that you've been watching for 20 years and you're tired of seeing them. Etc, etc. Etc, etc. So, backtracking really quick. So, when so when you came up the, with the gimmick and when you were talking with... Uh, with Ken and uh, Cannon and you know uh, Sean, I imagine as well. So you're like, okay, what are you thinking for your gimmick? Like, well, I was thinking this political gimmick. Like, what was what was the general reaction? Obviously, they supported it because you're still doing it out of the academy, but um, and also you have like Cannon trying to help you sharpen it better. Mm-hmm. But like, was it kind of like a like oh okay, uh, or was it kind of like a oh okay sure, but like what, what was the general reaction in our first? I remember the first time I did a promo trying to take the edge of the political thing. Uh, some days in class, we would just dedicate to just promo work. Sure. And uh, the first time I did one, 
with the political edge. It was Ken that was observing that day, and he really liked it. And I, uh, uh, he he liked it because it has the potential to be edgy, or it it by default evokes a reaction. Right, right. Because you you want someone to actually feel something instead of being like, oh, okay, cool. Like I, uh, yep, I know what you're doing. All right, cool. See ya. But if they're like, you know, when you get that, those people are like, hey, man, I don't like you. And it's like, come on, do that. Like, uh, Ragnar, um, he actually had a fan so mad that, A, uh, she flipped him off, like, right in his face. Like, like, fuck you. Like, the middle finger right in his face, almost like hitting him with it. And at one point when he got bumped out of the ring, there was another fan that actually sat on him. So I mean that scarf it definitely invokes a reaction. So that's yeah. exactly what you want to do. So any any commented like yeah it has the potential like you could you can play it in a way that's appropriate for the family friendly shows uh, or if you get into the twenty one plus audience or those kind of shows where the promoter would not mind if you like get a little more edgy and hard nosed. Sure, you can also do that. If you ICW really to. rated R. So uh, how do people get a hold of you on social media? So we'll wrap this up because uh, we got the after-after party to go to. Yes. Uh, I am on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram currently. On Facebook, just search uh, Coda Jacobs or the at Coda Jacobs Pro Wrestling. Twitter is at Coda Jacobs underscore F-O-G, face of greatness, uh, F-O-G. And then on Instagram is simply at Coda Jacobs Wrestling. Perfect. And then uh, really quick. Best way to get a hold of me as well. I'm, I check them periodically every day. So one last question. Why is social media so important for wrestlers these days? I know uh, I, I luckily, I just figured right out of the gate that it was a necessity out of college when I was at Winona State. And I was running three clubs. I was part, I was an executive officer for three clubs and I, was, I became very Ooh, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I became very familiar with the use of social media for promotion and stuff. So, uh, that was not, no new concept to me, but Cannon enforced it too. He said, everybody, if you have any hope of being successful, you should be on social media because that's just how the world communicates now. That's, that's the new era of phone calls and or sending an envelope with your 8x10 and a short resume to a promoter. Yep. Uh, of course, nothing, still nothing will beat just showing up in person and a in-person hand to handshake. But, For sure. Uh, this is, that's the way you like spread your message and connect with the entire population and your entire audience. That's the most versatile way to get a hold of anyone and to uh, continue to promote yourself so for me i just knew automatically this is a necessity and uh canon has uh given me props for just jumping right in because i didn't really need a lot of coaching on that aspect he said what you're doing on social media is awesome you're doing the regular promos you've always got content uh can't remember who it said uh might have been at a bob evans tim hughes seminar but they said every day put something out there every day even if it's just a couple retweets of relevant things, sure. Always put some content, one po- at least one post on all of your social media platforms every day. So uh, for me, I definitely just thought it was a no-brainer, but it's definitely powerful and it's a necessity for re- independent wrestling in 2018. Everybody's got to have some social media platform. Well, well said, and also I think uh, we're getting the uh, 
the cat uh, wrap it <laughs> Mill- up. Millie's giving us the hook. Yeah, she's giving us the hook, so uh, we'll wrap it up. But uh, thanks for thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Hey, everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host, Ragbag, as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guest interviews, and, of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy gaming check us out welcome back to the lonesome road and welcome to illinois heading over to pontiac for a benefit show myself and maru meaning that this is not necessarily a lonesome road at least in day two or three of this wrestling road trip so uh, maru thanks for being back in the car hey no problem man I'm, i've been having fun it's been a nice relaxing ride well yeah because you haven't had to do anything no no but don't worry i'll put gas in your car i'll fill it up okay well we'll allow that um so about three, no, yeah, three hours because we got a little less than two hours away yeah. from the uh, from the venue, crossing the state borders. Just figured out how to use an app to yeah. track your tolls electronically, so that's awesome. Yeah, you were nervous about that for some reason too. Well, did you think we'd get pulled over or something? I just didn't want to pull by and then it didn't track and then it's I'm basically thinking, hey, look, I'm a big shot. I don't have to pay for tolls because <laughs> I think that's like a state crime or something like that if you don't like pay off what your stuff is. And I'm not going back to prison. Not back to prison? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't know. I just, sometimes apps are not dependable and then you end up uh, paying $124 (laughs) for tender. Yeah, for a... I'm sorry. Wait, what? What? Huh? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. No, but I just didn't want to pass by and then it didn't, it's like, oh, oh yeah, you don't know anything. It's like, I'm sure I do. (laughs) And then that $1.90 toll that I didn't want to pull over and pay... Now I'm paying probably like three hundred dollars, oh. you know, for a citation. So yeah. Never know. Yeah. But anyway, so we're heading over to uh, Pontiac for Fighting Back. It's a uh, benefit show that's being run together for um, Elizabeth Maya. Elizabeth Maya. I Maya. Think Elizabeth um, Maya. So that's a uh, a family member, a cousin, I believe, or a cousin or a niece. Um, um, Nick. Of a uh, of is it Nick or I thought it was Kid Ryan. Is it, I thought it was... I uh, think it's Kid Ryan. Is it Kid Ryan's? I think it's Kid Ryan's family member because he's the one running the show. Um, but I think... Uh, Coach Burns? Oh, well, Coach, Coach Burns, it's his hometown. Oh, okay. But okay. I think with Kid Ryan, he's running the show for his niece. Um, but basically, we're raising money for the medical bills for Elizabeth's uh, uh, cervical cancer. That's a huge deal obviously a very important cause and uh definitely good reason for us to raise some money because those definitely. those bills are definitely uh not going to be cheap not going to no. be so well, they're not my mother just got done fighting and beating uh breast cancer nice and she uh it was a long it was a long hard road but she got it done but it definitely was not you know, it was it was very expensive. Was it a lonesome road? It was a well. She might have felt it was a lonesome road, but I made sure to call her constantly to make her laugh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um. So we we're doing that. Uh, we got a uh, cowboy Bob Orton on the show. Are you excited for that? I'm really excited for that. Um. Also nervous, but I think that's understandable. You're um, afraid. 
He's I, gonna call you the shits. I, I don't. I would prefer if Cowboy Bob Orton would say, "Hey, man, you're absolutely tor- terrible." What if he pulls uh, whatever what's his name did and like on the internet he says, "AC Riley, worst wrestler ever." I don't. Does Bob Orton know what the internet is? Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. That's but uh, I don't. I don't. I don't want to happen. What uh, what happened to Peter B. That's when. When Tommaso Ciampa basically told him to burn his boots. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, shit. Tommaso Ciampa worked an ICW show, which you get to go to uh, yes. tomorrow. Yes, that's um, my first time. But Ciampa, when he was on the indie scene, uh, he wrestled a show in ICW. Peter B. asked him to watch his match and came back, and then Ciampa's like, burn your fucking boots. Was he was he ribbing him, or was he being I serious? I think he was stone-cold serious. Oh, dear God, that would suck. But, uh, yeah, so we definitely don't want any of that. No, but, uh, we don't. You get to wrestle some new people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, this is going to be a brand new card for both of us. Yeah. We only know a handful of the guys. We know Kid Riot. We know yep. Coach Burns. We know Greg Rodden. And uh, wrestling new people is always fun because you get a chance to see other people's styles. Sure. And plus how cool our language is spoken all over the world. And it's just, I like seeing how well it translates to someone else now. Someone I've never met before. Sure. We're going to go in the ring, we're going to speak the same language, and we're going to put on a match. It's just great. I love it. Absolutely. And then we got a, uh, we also got Impact Star Congo Kong on the show as well. I wanted to work him so bad. Well, maybe if somebody didn't say they were going to move to Florida. Yeah, I know. And then come back. I know. Because he was actually considering that. He was actually Savage versus Savage or just the regular one? I don't know. Oh. I think he just wanted to see you die. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> but I remember at one point he was honestly considering that. I or maybe that maybe the consideration was actually a rib, but Oh, okay. Um, okay. I do remember that uh that kind of went out the door when you said you were going to Florida and then you just didn't tell him that you were not moving Florida. Actually you told me to tell him. You're like, hey, yeah, because uh, Maru, you he, should probably let him know that's you're gonna be around. Kid gave you so much shit for uh you saying you're going to move to Florida and you didn't tell him at all. Yeah, but because the then thing. He, cause he's like, so uh, <laughs> you're uh, so you're moving to Florida, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When are you doing that? In April. So does that mean you're not going to be good to do the show in June? <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Oh my bad, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I. That's why when you said you weren't moving, I was like, maybe tell him that you can still do it. Yeah. Instead of coming down, and then he's like, I, got, I don't have anything. I got nothing for you. I got so. nothing for you. But no, it should be a fun time. And then, like I said, we'll yeah. uh, we'll talk. We'll do more of this tomorrow. But uh, we got the show at ICW. Going to make a debut there. I'm excited about that. Gonna, you're really reiterating the fact that you're a Wisconsin wrestler now. I I think that's what it is now, isn't it? Like, yeah. I am a Wisconsin wrestler now. Well, now you're living in Wisconsin. Yeah. So, so now, no, now let's yeah. just make it official. It's official. I am now a Wisconsin wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it should be exciting. Uh, like I said, I got about two hours left in the venue. Hopefully, we'll uh, get to chit up, uh, chit chat up some people, and you know, hopefully this, hopefully we don't suck ass. Hopefully we yeah. leave a good impression of like, hey, Wisconsin wrestlers not too bad. Yeah. Opposed to, oh my God, those guys were the those shit. Guys were garbage. All yeah. Right. Well, we got a little bit more road road to cover. Do you got to use the bathroom yet? I do have to use the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, <laughs> I know we're trying to hurry. Uh, <laughs> I got it. At least I'm not as bad as Kane. 
Well, you are doing the Devlin Kane. I got. Oh, I am dance. doing. I am you doing really that. Are. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know what the Devlin Kane pee dance His is, legs, it's just your, like it's this. just your leg just shaking around. And he goes, "Hey, like, man, no, seriously, like, I, like, I need a pee like roll, so I'm gonna piss on your floor." Like it, it's basically the equivalent of if you saw a dog waving its tail, wagging its tail. That that's basically take that tail. It's Devlin Kane's leg. He's got to go to the bathroom. Yep. 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 Oh, so your lonesome roads haven't been too lonesome. No, not really. I, we're going to end it there. Oh, okay. All right, so first things first. Uh, sorry. This table is very rickety. Yeah, it's a very... It's a... It's a, it's, it's a makeshift setup. It works, but uh, just don't test it. Yeah, don't don't push it. All right, so we're in Pontiac, Illinois. So uh, what the hell are we doing in Pontiac, Illinois? Uh, we are actually raising money for my cousin who has cervical cancer. Uh, my cousin Elizabeth, she was diagnosed, and she's got a lot of medical bills, and we're trying to raise money for her and hopefully put a dent in those massive bills she's got going on. Absolutely. So why uh, – why, oh, you've already said that it – hold on. I'm going to redo that. Okay, so you're running here a benefit show here in Pontiac, obviously, as we as we put in. So uh, this isn't your first time running a show, right? No, it is not my first time running a show, although last time I ran a show, I said I would never run another wrestling show, and you see how well that worked out for me. Uh, but with, So you're basically Brett Favre right now. <laughs> I'm absolutely Brett favre it right now. Um, but, you know, it's for a good cause. I'm, I'm decent at one thing, and, you know, I decided that I'd use that one thing to – help try to put a dent in some of her bills. So, uh, talk about the process going into the to uh, the advertisement, because you know, you've been getting a lot of uh, benefit, uh, you know, donations, some in-kind donations, stuff like that, so did did any of that make you say, man, what did I get myself into, or did you were you kind of tunnel vision because you knew you were doing the right thing? Uh, I knew I was doing the right thing, what I, you know, I and I knew that it was going to be a heck of a time, but I was... Uh, I wasn't sure exactly how much of a heck of time it would be until we actually lost our ring twice. Yeah. Um, and just Show subject to change, and ring, that includes everything. Ring subject to change. This is the third of uh, third ring we've had booked for the show. This is the second sound system. Um, the last, the second ring was canceled uh, Tuesday, and we, in oh a matter of an hour, we found another one. Um, Thanks to Ox Baker Jr., he actually came and brought the ring. Uh, we got a sound system from some of my DJ friends because we lost all that stuff. So I, I can at least say that I got to help Ox uh, set up his ring over for Zello. So I mean, it's a nice ring. So it, yeah, I mean, third time's a charm, right? Absolutely, third absolutely. time's absolutely charm. So who do who all do we got here today? Uh, well, we have WWE Hall of Famer and legend Cowboy Bob Orton, who's literally on the left side of me here. Uh, we have Impact Star Congo Kong. Who's to the right of you? Um, Britt looks like oh, uh, and you of course, AC Riley here hey, with me. I'm here. Yeah, you are. Uh, Impact uh, star Congo Kong is here. We got the OVW Southern Tag Team Champions of Bro Gods here. Uh, yeah, we have a pretty good setup of local guys, Big house. out of town guys, and a whole lot of everybody. So then we got hometown star Nicholas Melvin. We do have hometown star Nicholas Melvin, and uh, we have a big surprise uh, involving the hometown later this evening. Hey, that sounds like a great deal. So, uh, what do you? Uh, what's kind of been the reaction so far for the show? Have it I've been pretty a, good turnout? I've had a good positive reaction. I haven't even looked outside yet to see if anyone's shown up yet. My phone is already ringing. Hang on, I'm gonna. All right, we're gonna wrap this up because you got stuff to do. So a little bit of a programmer's note with this upcoming interview with Congo Kong. So uh, talk to Congo in the middle of the show. 
Um, wanted to see if he could grab an interview. Totally down for it. Uh, we were going to do something in the middle of the show. He made a point, hey, you're going to be able to hear. Um, maybe not. And then since both of us were staying in town, we agreed to just do something after the show. Super cool guy about it. Really, uh, really appreciate that. Um, but then after the show, you know, he was talking with fans and he was, uh, you know, getting pictures and selling some final merch, packing up. And I was just kind of sitting around. Maybe I grabbed a beer. Um, it was kind of kicking back, talking to some uh, of the wrestlers I got to meet at the show. Um, was talking with some people about maybe coming up to lacrosse, and, you know, could put in a good word for them. Um, because I have so much pull, as I say, super sarcastically. Um, but I, you know, I, I try to help when I can. Um, and sure enough, we both were waiting for each other. And if it weren't for Maru saying something as Congo left, uh, he would have left. He would have just kind of forgotten about it. I would have maybe forgotten that I was going to do it. Not really, because, you know, it's Congo Kong. It's kind of hard to miss. Uh, he's a hard dude to miss. But, um, but no, so it was just a miscommunication. It was he was waiting for me while he was uh, selling merch. I was waiting for him. I didn't want to be rude. So we got to finally sit down after a couple of threats that he was going to beat my ass. And, yeah, after that, we got to sit on the, uh, at a table. It was super rickety. And we did this. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a terrible table right now. What do you think? Worst table ever? No, that would be the one that didn't break two weeks ago when I splashed it. The, uh, the pendulum table of confidence. What the hell did they call it at Boshamania? Uh, fucking... I know they use the I am the table, but... Yeah, trying to... yeah it was... It's Japanese tables. Ja right. Japanese table, <laughs> table of fortitude or something like that. So, Japanese symbol. I hope that counts. Maybe a little bit. Um, so yeah, like kind of re recapping a few months ago, man. I remember uh, last time I saw you was uh, in Michigan at UPW at that show, where uh, got to see you light up a guy. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure from here to the bar side uh, was where I was sitting and where you were, and I could hear it like you were right next to me. Yeah, if I remember correctly, that dude was uh, he was he was snug. Yeah, yeah and you yeah. Uh, you fluffed him up a little bit. Yeah, I told I, I I gave him plenty of warning. I was like, hey man, um, yeah. See, I was up. I wasn't in the ring, but I could tell after that shot. He's like, oh, he definitely told him to lighten up. Yes, and yes, then he lightened yes. up. So mission accomplished. Well, yeah. Well, I had to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I remember a couple of thunderous clotheslines that shout, sounded like a shotgun. So yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing you there, a couple shows here and there on the indie scene. I remember seeing you just blowing up all over Indiana. I know, like with uh, funky, uh, no, Funkified Wrestling, FWF. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Funkified Entertainment, but FWF or whatever. Right. Yep. Um, but yeah, I remember just seeing this, 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 and all of a sudden I just see a graphic that says Congo Kong and Impact. And it's like, oh shit. Things yeah. are getting real now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's awesome, though. Like, you know, like, just because you see, like, you see all these guys, like, they're super talented and they're doing stuff in the indie scenes, and then you root for them. You're like, man, I hope he gets it. I hope he I hope he gets his chance. And all of a sudden, Congo Kong's on Impact. It's like, yes. I was happy for that. So, I so, that. so, so for you, like, what was that like when they're like, hey, we want to bring you in? And, you know, we want to. Man, it was uh, 18 years of hard work. Um, where uh, I felt like, you know, it was probably getting to be time to, to hang it up because nothing seemed to be happening. Sure. The doors seemed, seemed to be open. I figured by this time, if, you know, I wasn't going to get a look by WWE or Japan or, or uh, T 
TNA slash Impact as it was. Right. Um, <clears throat> then it was probably, you know, time to, to concentrate on something more serious. But, you know, just in the nick of time, just happened to, to open up and... Um, they gave me that opportunity, and I took it, and I did my best and ran right. with it. See, what's nice, too, is that, you know, some guys, maybe they get brought in, maybe they have an opportunity to, like, get a look at, or, you know, maybe a couple matches or something like that, and it kind of seems like they fall flat, but, you know, with you, not only are you getting to do stuff now with Jimmy Jacobs, but now, but even before that, uh, when Grado was getting his uh, green card and had to marry somebody, you were basically the guy that was, you know, like the, the guardian of, uh, of Chelsea Green, Um that was the right person, right? Yeah. Yeah, Chelsea Green. So and it's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll marry Chelsea. She's kind of uh, out there, but I need to get a green card. But you have to take care of somebody. Who's that? And it's Congo Kong's like, nice. <laughs> so, you've been getting, uh, so you've been involved in some pretty big storylines as far as, like, the stuff that you see not only in Impact, but the stuff that also blasts the social media, like, uh, like the um, – Final deletion and everything like that basically became that internet sensation. So all, uh, you see, you know, Kong Kong all over. So what's that like for you to just know that you got your chance, but also now they're taking the ball and running with it with, for you? Man, it's absolutely crazy. Like just to know that you know, people. I have fans like all over the entire world. The world yeah, it's huge. Like it's a big world, and people. They know who I am. They know my, my 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 brand and my product, and they they love it. And it's crazy. Like not everybody loves it, and that's fine. Not everybody has to love it, but for the most part, it's been a pretty warm reception. Sure. And I feel like like how much better can it get? Right. And I I, I hate to be this guy, but I was totally like super fan um, when uh, a friend of mine was talking uh, in Minnesota. Is like, yeah, you know, I'm, well, I'm watching Impact, and I don't know half of these guys anymore. Um, there's this there's this really big dude. That's like tearing every apart, everybody apart, and I've never heard of him before. I'm like, is it Congo Kong? Like, yeah, I think that's his name. I've never heard. And I was like, oh, dude, how do you not know who Congo Kong is, man? And I was just like, I need to calm down a minute because I'm becoming like super fan. But like, I was, like I was just getting like raving on the keyboard. It's like, oh, I can't believe that you know he's blown up. All and I was like, whoa, I gotta calm down a minute. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I- yeah, for whatever reason, some people were uh, were in the dark about me, and, you know, and uh, Impact has given me that opportunity to be seen even more. And, Absolutely. And you know, that's that's huge. Like, what more can you ask for is then, then you know, to get the opportunity. What you do with that opportunity is on you. If you don't take Absolutely. the ball and run with it and score a touchdown, I mean. Yeah, like, they can give you the tools, but if you don't do anything with said tools, you're still going to be stuck to square one. That's right. So now that you've gotten the opportunity to, to – do stuff with impact like what what have you been up to since then like obviously you're getting booked all over you hear you are here in illinois i'm sure you're doing plenty of stuff with your with your grassroots and everything but uh is there any cool things that you've gotten to do you know since getting the sign with impact you get a call from somebody hey we want to bring you in and then you have to fly over somewhere and i wrestled in china and i wrestled nice. in india i'm headed back to india um at the end of this month hopefully sure uh provided the visa and all that stuff go through you know you never know with that stuff sure. but so my dad actually went to uh, to China and India uh, for work, and I remember he was talking uh, about how in, in China it's no joke that everybody's very very short, and you know the the very big guys they admire they respect because it, it's obviously dedication. So what was that like for you to get off the plane and then you just like, oh I can see everybody, because no you're like that's like that's not even trying to be like a joke about it. It's literally like you're a tall dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Were you, like, cramped into the airplane at all? Because everything's pretty compact because they have so much stuff over there. 
actually, that that airplane was humongous. I've never. Well, okay, I take that back. When I went to India, I had the same size plane, but like before that, I'd never seen planes that damn big. Like, sure. It's ridiculous, like 10, 10 seats in per row, you know, and, and just full of people. And there's plenty of room. They're really nice about letting me have uh, uh, an exit row seat or whatever, so I had plenty of leg room. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it was, it was really, it, other than the, the Chinese food not being like the Chinese food that we're used to here. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it was a pleasant time. Man. Yeah, my, my dad, again, um, he, he would lose a ton of weight over in China <laughs> because it'd be like, oh, I'll get some of the chicken. Okay, whap, cut off the head, they pull off the feathers, throw them in the fryer, and he's like, that's, that's okay, I'm good. And then he just wouldn't eat because that just was stuck in his head so much. So, um, But, like, what's that reaction like wrestling in Indiana and China? Obviously, like, there's a universal language with pro wrestling, but, you know, you're a guy of your stature versus what the norm is in China or India, I imagine it's got to be different. It's like, oh, I've never seen something like that before. You know, uh... <clears throat> Just uh, yeah, yeah. Dealing with those people, like it, I, I felt special. I felt important. Like, like it was something, you know, really. I guess even huger than what it was. Sure. And yeah, yeah. I mean, like even in India, we did a, a segment where I walked through the streets of India, and I wish they had aired more footage from it because there was a point where um, I'd walked down into a, a what appeared to be like a marketplace or whatever. Sure. And the people, they started scattering like like uh, like like little rats when you turn the lights on. Like you're like, excuse me, I, I need some. Where, where are you going? No, no, yeah. I need help. Please, why can't somebody help me? Exactly. And like the more I walked, the more they they were no longer scared. They they. It's like, oh, he's not going to kill us. Yeah, they started following me. And okay. They, like they flocked around me, and there was hundreds of Indian people. Man following me at can this you, point. Can you imagine like the, the, the promo package for that if like Impact like had a camera around you Man, and you're just like, walking down the street and you just have people following you? They the have, the, Kong they have the footage. Thing. I don't know why they haven't released it yet. They're waiting. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And then, that, and then I'm going to uh, see it and like, oh, that's the stuff he was talking about. That big face turn. Who knows? That big face turn. <laughs> I got a huge following. Literally. And everybody's following you. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's crazy, just you know, just yeah. Like, what, 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 what more can you ask for? Like, if you, only thing I'm missing is money, really. Yeah, <laughs> are we all? Exactly. So, so you wrestle now in China and India. Um, I know you say, what more can you ask for? But like, is there any place you you really hope that you know down the road you get a chance to wrestle for? Japan, Japan, United Kingdom. Well, really, Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a hot bed right now. Um, oh God! Can you imagine doing the stuff you do, and also just being the size that you are in Japan? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, that's the thing about you that makes it so different is that yeah, you're a big guy, but not many big guys of your size are throwing cannonballs. Right. You yeah. know, and it's just like, oh, not only is he big, he can move. Yeah. Well, there are actually quite a few guys who, who I would say they copy in, in the, my the, style, sure. but well, okay. Know. Well, let me let me refine that in the indie scene. Yeah, in the indie, in the indie scene, I've seen more guys doing my stuff. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Then okay, uh, let me refine bit. it again. Your size, doing that stuff, and doing it good, doing it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. there you go. That, that's what I was getting. You're not gonna say, oh yeah, there's plenty of guys like that, right? Yeah, right. No, there, <laughs> there was a lot of guys doing it, but they didn't necessarily do it well. You know, a lot of guys, I, I would have to tell. Hey, Often uh, imitated, never repeated. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I would have to tell guys, you know, hey, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Get your own shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, that. 
if you don't believe I've been doing it for a really long time, I got film. There's there's stuff on YouTube that will right. show you. You know, I've been been doing this longer than you've been wrestling. Or so. on the other side. Um, when you see somebody do your stuff before your match, uh, the Beer City Bruiser and Ring of Honor did this where uh, somebody was doing cannonballs and they weren't doing them the greatest. And then his man- manager was just like, you know, you might as well just do all of your stuff anyway and then prove that somebody can actually do it well. So there's that option too. Funny story. Funny you should say that. Because, funny story. Uh, I like funny stories. I was in West Virginia and this guy comes up to me and he's a really nice guy first time meeting him or whatever and it, it was kind of weird the way it came off but i meant well when i said it oh i meant what i said i should say anyway um you had good intentions yeah he comes up and he says hey i'm a i just wanted you to know i'm a big fan of your work and i do a lot of the same things that you do but out of respect for you since we're on the same show i won't do those things and i uh I, I look at him calmly and, and you know, kind of with a smile on my face. And I'm, as I'm shaking his hand, I just simply tell him, I said, um, I appreciate that, but go ahead and do your stuff. Because if you did it as good as I did it, then you'd be in the spot that I was in. And I thought about what I said as I was walking away. And I'm like, wow, you're a dick. <laughs> got that heat. Got that heel mode activated. But, I mean, it's kind of one of those things I mean, where, it's not like you were wrong, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't try to toot my own horn, but sometimes, you know, you got to patch yourself on the wall. Absolutely. So, uh, if, if people are looking to, if, you know, the, somehow some Japanese booker is listening to this or somebody that knows a Japanese booker is listening to this, how do they get a hold of Congo Kong on uh, social media? Uh, you can contact me on Twitter, at RealCongoKong. You can contact me on Facebook, at Steve Wilson. Or uh, Kong slash the Juggernaut Osai. Uh, my fan page or, or work page or whatever you want to call it. Um, or thing. you can uh, you can catch me on Instagram at Congo Cyrus seven eight. Yeah, that's what it is. Just search Congo Kong and something like that will pop up. Yeah, I even got a Wikipedia page for crying out. <laughs> See, there you go. You made it. You made it because you had a Wikipedia page that you didn't personally have to. That make. I didn't make. Yeah, how so, crazy is so that? So win win. Um, awesome. I think that's everything. Oh, actually. You're one of the few people that actually makes gear that you know I can interview. So do you still make gear? Absolutely, I do. Still make that's, gear. Uh, that's uh, what I'm doing while I'm sitting at home um, during the week. You know, uh, while you're waiting for gear. that call from Japan, I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have to say something. Can you plug that, please? Absolutely. Uh, you can catch me uh, at any one of those um, avenues I gave before, or if you want to look up Juggernaut Gear by Osiris uh, on Facebook. I have a whole page with plenty of examples of stuff that I've done and people I've done things for. You can see some of my work on uh, on Impact Wrestling, as a matter of fact. Um, you can see, I believe, some of my work on WWE. Yeah, Rhino Ward. Yeah. A couple of my singlets on WWE. So, yeah. Congo Kong, killing it in the ring and also with the styles of wrestling. <laughs> we'll work out that slogan. Yeah, hey, whatever. <laughs> oh, hello. Do you like talking about life and the fun you have with your friends and games you play with each other and memories you've had over the course of time? (sighs) Nothing's better than family, folks. And here at the Ross Family Podcast, we really love having fun. Myself, Jack Spade, Victor Ross, Scott Williams. My turtle. Oh, come on, man. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, who the hell are you, Isaac? (laughs) It is 
9.40. We've been on the road for about two and a half hours. Got about 10 more miles to go, I think. Then we uh, do some podcasting. So we're going to podcast before we podcast. So, yeah. What, what? For what? Is this Lonesome Road? This is Lonesome Road right now. Oh, okay. But then there's the, and then podcast. We, yeah, the podcast. Yeah, Because that's why we're... That's why we left at 7 in the morning yeah. from our hotel in Pontiac, which was a nice hotel. It was, it was great. Good. It, was it, good. Was, it was a Hampton Inn. a see-through in. shower. Yeah. It was, a, it was a classy hotel. Would have loved to do the pool, but uh, it opened at 7, and we had to get on the road. We probably should have gotten on the road earlier. Yeah, way earlier, because um, you have heat with Big Stick Ross now. Oh, you have all of the heat. Shut up. Like, the second you walk in the door, he's going to forget all about my heat with him. And he's like, well, okay, look at Fuckface McGee over here. Fuck, Fuckface McGee? Yeah. Is that, you think that's what he would say? No, but that's what I picture that he would say in my mind. <laughs> He'll come up with something a lot better for you. That's what I was thinking. I think he would do better than that. Oh, absolutely. But uh, it is raining. There yeah. is water on the road, and I'm going 80. Yeah. So, I told you to stop doing that. <laughs> I told you to stop paying for iTunes purchases, but there you go. What you been got going on? Well, uh, yesterday in Pontiac, I got to tag with Cowboy Bob Orton. Wow. So that was uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, but, yes, absolutely. Now that's Buckhouse Buck. <laughs> but, after the show... We, uh, we got to the hotel, uh, myself and Maru. We're going to turn it in just because uh, we had to get up early, so really no need to go out and hit the bars and hang out until 2 p.m. and you everything. You, so you didn't indulge in adult beverages? And we, indulge in, we indulge in adult beverages, but not in cognac. Um, cognac? Co- cognac? Kanye-yak. Kanye West-yak, I don't know. Um, yak. That's how you say it if you're in the rap business. Yeah, so we uh, we get Ooh, to the trap. we get to the hotel, and uh, Maru over here is trying to play Hearthstone on his iPad, which is a card game. Okay. Um, but he's he's not able to. It's not letting him update the app. Okay. Um, which if you know iTunes at all, if it won't let you update a free app, probably means that there's some purchase that's being hung up on your card. Okay. So he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. He eventually hands me his iPad. Hey, can you put your payment information to my to my account <laughs> mm-hmm. so then it can reset? This happens all the time when I was with Stephanie. It was it, there shouldn't be anything charged on it. It just maybe it doesn't like my card. So I give it a shot. I see that there's a pay, PayPal option on iTunes. So I decide to go to hit PayPal because I know that will whatever it will it will be good to go. So the second that my information is confirmed and I say confirm, I get a notification on my Facebook. How much? You just paid $41.77 to iTunes. Whoa. Wow. So then I I list I list I That's why that's why the Grapple Talk Network is out of business. Right. Misappropriation of funds. (laughs) Oh no. It gets better. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it gets better. So, I tell him how much I just paid to iTunes, and he's dumb shock. What? 
what the, what what did I pay for? Did, did, my, did my kids charge my account? Or I'm gonna beat their ass if that's the case. So I go into I go into the the purchase history and everything. Top of the list, forty one dollars for porn. An, uh, porn. Forty one dollars for an upgrade to Plenty of Fish, which is a dating app. If you don't know, oh. I'm hitting it. Here it comes. See, now that's a great combo. Here's the thing. I thought for sure the story was going to go, hey, can you put this in so I can get my iTunes to work? And you would have just made his next payment to New Mail Medical. <laughs> but this works as well. Although I, I will say that uh, when I was scrolling to see if it was anything else, I also noticed at the bottom he had paid $112 to Tinder Gold. Gold, because supposedly, supposedly he's getting so much action. When in reality, he's just getting text messages of, "Hey, baby, I want to have some discreet mingling." But okay, what, what is the? What are the benefits? Yeah, what's gold of Tinder Gold? I don't know. You'd have to ask so Numbnuts I, over here. I, I would hope that, Mister, I'm getting so much ass, but I've had, I haven't had sex in seven months. I'm hoping that Tinder Gold, because you're paying an extra fee has some device that hooks up with your phone where that when you swipe left, it gives you a handy. Because otherwise, what are you paying? Is anyone besides me not surprised it was, it's not FarmersOnly.com? <laughs> I'm, I'm not shocked at all. So after the podcast, we uh, headed over to the mall. We grabbed some lunch. I grabbed the new Cuphead shirt for uh, for my wardrobe. Really excited about that one uh, over at Hot Topic. And it's nice to always check out to see what Hot Topic has because we don't have one at Lacrosse anymore. And they're really the only store that sells wrestling shirts. And by that, I mean like good wrestling shirts. Walmart on occasion sells like the you know generic, hey, here's Stone Cold Steve Austin, but it's not really an authentic official WWE shirt. Um, but they actually sell the WB merch over at Hot Topic. They sell the Bullet Club merch. So it's always kind of cool to see like what they have there. Um, I've gotten uh, plenty of uh, Marty Scroll shirts from the Hot Topic my visits. I got a credit card there. So I basically don't have to spend any money, quote unquote, until another time. But then uh, ICW, great show as always. Plenty of, uh, plenty of uh, people using the word fuck and shit. And some other words, because it's rated R, of course, and we're getting about NC-17 right now on this episode of The Lonesome Road. Got to talk uh, on the way back, uh, Maru and myself riding back home to Lacrosse um, for his uh, checkpoint of getting back to where he's staying. And then we got to also talk a little bit about Fallout 76, a little bit about BE3, the Bethesda E3 showcase, and uh, what we were feeling at that current moment. So it is. It is late. It, it is very. It is very late. It's been a journey. Oh yes. Um. ICW. Uh, good, great show. Um, we left. We left about six, which was funny because I totally just shot in the dark when you asked me what time we think we'd head out. Um, where was able to leave at intermission. You know, dysfunction. Uh, had zero problem with that he was cool with that he's a good dude and uh the hope was to get back by 9 30 that did not happen and i'll i'll talk about that a little bit later 
when I uh, when I close out the show. But uh, we had some unexpected pit stops. Um, one totally accidental, but the second one definitely a little bit more and in- in- purpose. A little bit more intentional. But before we get to that, so uh, ICW first time tonight. What, wow. what were your thoughts? Wow, that place is a whole different environment, different fan base I've never seen before. Um, it is definitely R-rated, but I mean, and these people love it. It was packed. It's like a like a cult following almost. It was it was amazing. I, I loved it. It was absolutely amazing. We got a match with Tyler Sunday and Zach McGuire. Obviously, you've yep. worked uh, Sunday before, but yep. never really Not worked like this yeah. Sunday though. This Sunday was he was mean and he was cussing and the son of Kevin Sullivan, man. Yeah, he was slapping and, and he was just brutal. It was so cool to see that side of him. I just didn't know he had that in him. So, uh, now that you kind of see the Milwaukee scene, are you going to try to do more stuff up here now? Are you going to be riding up with me more? Yeah, I'm definitely going to come up with you more to ICW and I'm going to definitely reach out and say I had a real had a really great time. I'll reach out to Dysfunction. I really appreciate the opportunity and me getting to, and, I, and I'm glad I'm listening. I listened to you, and I did Savage Maru, and not the other Maru. The other Maru would have got just would have bombed. Would have got buried. Absolutely. Yeah, I would have got buried doing that one. But Savage Maru tweaked it a little bit for face. Worked really well, and so and you told me to do Savage Maru. So thank you for the heads up on that. And you stepped on a thumbtack. Oh God, you're right. I stepped on a thumbtack, and and people's reaction was, well, yeah, that. That's that's what the reaction was. Uh, what was it? I th- oh, I think it was uh, Stacy uh, uh, Shadows. Yeah. I was like, oh, I stepped on a thumbtack, and she looked at me. She was like, well, well, yeah, it's ICW. <laughs> like, uh, and I, it, it hurts. So, like, right now, my foot still hurts. So that's if, if you're if you're keeping track at home, it's because he doesn't wear shoes when he does Savage yep. Maru. Yep, Savage Maru. So barefoot, meet thumbtack. Walking around in a place that does hardcore matches, death matches, death matches. Man, uh, the one of the referees went to go try and clean up, right, just so I could walk around before I go. He found a fish hook. He found other things, and he looked at me and said, "Man, just wear your shoes. There's it, it, there's too much. Just just wear your shoes." Yep. So I wore my shoes as Savage Maru, and it seemed like the crowd didn't give a shit. Oh, they did. They were probably too drunk to care, though, to be honest. It was 4 o'clock, so, yeah. Um, but, no, good experience, though. Yes, overall, I liked your match. I saw a different side of you as well. You were very brutal and mean. I mean, I've seen you mean before with you and me, and you know. But this was a, definitely a different uh, version of you. Very good psychology in the ring. Very good wrestling. I love the way you guys work together. What's your teammate's name? Uh, Scott Marciano. Scott Marciano. I love the way you two work together. I love the false tags. I love the heat. I mean, you guys just reminded me of some old school evil shit. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. See, and that's what I, that's what I like about Scott. Like our our tag team is it it works so well just because we know each we've known each other for 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 a while because of BCW obviously. Um, we got kind of paired together as like as a mixed match, but then um, things kind of kept clicking, and uh, it's I love 
I love tagging with Scott. I'll do it any day. And then, uh, you know, got, getting in to do the, the tag match with Corp and uh, Corp Robinson. You know, he's he's that old school dude that's been around for 20 plus years that's like, we don't have to do anything. And so we, we told the story without having to do anything to kill ourselves, and it obviously worked out. And it worked, so. and, and that's something I noticed, too. I was like, man, these guys are just in here working. They're not doing a bunch of moves. They are working, Yeah. and you guys had the crowd the entire time, and the heat you got. You didn't say one cuss word, no. and you had heat. So I, that was impressive, too. I asked a bunch of old dudes what happened to Corp. I thought he was going to win, and they were pissed. Ah, shut up. (laughs) But, uh, okay, so, um, like I said, we had two, uh, we had two stops on the road back. One completely unintentional, and the second one was intentional. Unintentional one I'll talk about afterwards, but we will talk about, while you're here, uh, made a stop in the Wisconsin Dells, because... The BE3 showcase, Bethesda E3 showcase, yeah. uh, was already in progress uh, coming out of Oconomowoc because it it was live at 8:30, and then we got to Wisconsin Dells right around Fallout 76 uh, platform time. And I demanded us that we stop by, I and it was it was know. a good choice because there was <laughs> plenty of stuff to watch. So um, we won't go into full detail about. Yeah. It on this episode, but there will be an RGG coming up. Uh, if it's not already out by the time this gets released, because you never know, but uh, there will be, be there will be a full on RGG episode with myself, uh, with you and Rock. Ragbag, um, Fuckface, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> um, Spoil Sport. Um, I probably shouldn't talk too much shit. He is my supervisor. He's your boss. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. So. But no, like for the for the sake of this episode and for the sake of not giving too much stuff away, yeah. just initial reaction and what are you most excited for that was announced today? My initial reaction was Bethesda, shut up and take my money. I believe in Fallout 76. I am a believer. I was very skeptical. My heart almost dropped the minute they said this is fully online, but then they fixed it by making it very clear Yep, you can play single player. It's a full game four times the size of Fallout 4. Oh my god. Fallout 76. This is going to be uh, this is going to be I don't have words for it. Yep. Um, my initial reactions I'm not going to have any fucking money. <laughs> That's true. I'm going to be spending all of my money on, uh, on Bethesda Games. And I'm going to be happy about it. Uh, definitely buying that collector's edition, which kind of feeds into I'm not going to have any fucking money. Yep. Uh, but no, I I was going to get 76 regardless, but now that I know what I'm getting myself into, I'm super excited. Uh, super excited for Rage 2. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. My, my only gripe with Rage 1 was it was too short. So as as long as there's plenty of stuff to do in two, I'm all I'm all game. Um, no, a absolutely great showcase. Like I said, we'll go into more detail on RGG because that's the designated time, uh, and that's the time and place to do that. Um, Gaming and not on a wrestling podcast, so to speak. Um, plus, we're kind of running late as it is already, and as you can tell, I'm clearly losing my voice. 
Um, so maybe I should shut the fuck up. But uh, yeah. So yeah, we got a little bit more time left on the road here. But uh, Maru, my road trip compatriot. Oh man, let them know how long we've been on the road together. So many hours. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. Yeah. How do people get a hold of you on social media? Uh, you guys can get a hold of me on uh, Maru the Wrestler on Facebook. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at, uh, at Mr. Grappler. Um, and that is pretty... Oh, uh, and RGG, um, Regular Guy Gaming on Twitter, Regular Guy Gaming on Facebook, Regular Guy Gaming on YouTube, Regular Guy Gaming website. You get the point. Regular Guy Gaming and Maru. Yep. And holy shit, I've been on the road with you way too many times. And last weekend, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like I said, if, uh, if you would have taken that tag spot today... I would have gotten some uh, pent-up aggression. You would have been able to get some aggression out on me. There's no, yeah, that's why I didn't want to be in that tag match. I knew what how that was going to go down. So I was like, nope, don't pick me. Well, you have your moments where you're pretty smart. I'll give you that. <laughs> Hello, wrestling fans. Cole Cabana coming to you live from the one-hour tease arena in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. The pro wrestling action has been great so far, as you can see. Joey really dominating the ring so far. There's a beautiful belly-to-back suplex. And, uh-oh. Looks like Joey's shirt has been ripped. What's up with that? You ripped my shirt. Let's go check an instant replay, see exactly what happened there. You can see Joey's shirt ripped from the collar, and that's not good when you're trying to wear your pro wrestling T-shirt. Man, you ripped my shirt. It's my only shirt. Joey. Hey, looks like Ryan from One Hour Tees just threw Joey Ryan a brand-new T-shirt. Thanks, pro wrestling tees. ProWrestlingTees.com, over 3,000 wrestling t-shirts designed and sold by pro wrestlers. Wrestlers such as Steve Austin, CM Punk, Macho Man, Nick Foley, DDP, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake, Hexaw, Jim Duggan, Scott Hall, Ted DiBiase, Colt Cabana, Joey Ryan, Cliff Compton, and the entire Bullet Club. All stores owned by pro wrestlers. Support pro wrestling today and visit ProWrestlingTees.com. And there you have it, another episode of The Lonesome Road in the books. Thank you very much for following me on this journey that is professional wrestling A lot of stuff in this episode, plenty of interviews, plenty of content, plenty of discussion about Fallout 76 because if you didn't know it by now, I'm a huge Fallout guy and I cannot wait for November. Totally was wrong about the release date, was betting money, thankfully not actual money, maybe some caps that I I was... The release date was going to be October 23rd. It seemed like Bethesda couldn't pass up that on a Tuesday... We get the you know the anniversary of when the bombs fall in fall lore. I thought that they were totally going to hit that for sure, but apparently it was too much of low-hanging fruit, and they wanted to wait until November. But to be fair, they're still celebrating some sort of anniversary. They have the 10-year anniversary of Fallout 3, November 2008, so November 2018. It makes sense. I get it. Um, plenty of stuff has been coming out about Fallout 76. You can check out uh, my Facebook and my Twitter and my Instagram. I've been doing a ton of posting about Fallout stuff. I don't even need to post about wrestling shows because I got nothing going on this weekend. So I can make up for the lack of promotion uh, basically to promote Fallout 76. And it's the perfect week to do that. Um, speaking of upcoming shows this weekend, like I said, nothing going on, but I'm going to be doing a road trip to, to Chicago anyways. Missed Illinois so much, I'm going right back. NXT Chicago, nothing 
Nothing crazy going on. Don't buy the network just because you think that I'm going to do something. Maybe you'll see me in the crowd if they pan to that area, but I'm in the nosebleeds, so you're probably not going to see me. But I am going to go down to NXT Chicago with Maru once again, with Devlin Kane, with uh, Jason Michaels, and Nathan Sensation. It's going to be a car full of uh, wrestlers watching wrestling. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. The uh, the what is it the striv club is i think what we named ourselves so yeah that's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really looking forward to that i haven't been to an nxt show since uh the last time i was in chicago which was just a house show and it'll be nice to see uh how things are basically as a pay-per-view as a uh network exclusive as i like to say it nowadays um instead of a pay-per-view would but it's the same thing but anyways uh, so this Saturday, that's what I'll be doing. Really looking forward to doing that. Next week, it'll be in Madison, Wisconsin, the state capital, going to Frozen Tundra Wrestling. And then the summer schedule really kicks off with a bang because on the 29th, the 30th, and the 1st, of july Summerfest is going on i'll be there for those three dates and then july 4th celebrating america's birthday with another wrestling show in waterton wisconsin man so much stuff going on and then riverfest of course riverfest is on that saturday july 7th so plenty of stuff going on that week um thankfully i have vacation day built up i've been saving my uh my i've been saving my vacation pretty much for this exact reason for Summerfest and I cannot wait I'm super super pumped for that so thank you very much for tuning in this has been the Lonesome Road my name is AC Riley part of the Grab Talk Network so be sure to check them out on Facebook and Twitter be sure to check me out on social media it's facebook.com slash AC Riley WI Twitter and Instagram at wrong Alex Riley check out my YouTube channel where I'm playing video games and uh, other nonsense and sucking terribly youtube.com uh, slash riles beniles or just search riles beniles in your search bar there and then check out my pro wrestling tees page pro wrestling tees.com slash wrong alex riley plenty of stuff to get a hold of me to support me hey if you want to buy me a fault 76 power armor edition i'm not gonna say no i'm definitely gonna appreciate it and i'm definitely gonna wear the shit out of that helmet but until then i'm gonna keep scouring the pre-orders Hoping that uh, one of the sites that sells the Power Armor Edition finally has some stock when I get some freaking money in my paid check account. My bank account. That's what I meant to say. I'm not going to edit that out. So if you hear me fuck up, that's just me, man. That's just me just celebrating life. But anyways, thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Lonesome Road. Maybe do some stuff in NXT Chicago. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, but plenty of people to talk with. Plenty of people to record. And uh, we just got to figure out how to make it work. Because obviously if uh, we bump, rub shoulders with some uh, NXT stars, uh, maybe we'd get in trouble for doing that. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But for now, this is The Lonesome Road with AC Riley. Thank you very much for tuning in. What happens next episode? We'll find out. And you'll be there with me. Look down, look down, that lonesome road.